It's time for the March 15th, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. An interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And yes, little, little doggy of ours. Little doggy of ours. Oh yes, little doggy. You know what? He he was he was chewing on the leg of an uh, Irvine Ranch Water District guy. Really? Yeah. Any particular reason? You the think? guy was trying to get away, and Mahler was you know pulling on it. And was he digging at the time? Digging? Yeah, the the Irvine Water guy. I don't know what he was doing. I think he was just checking our water pressure or something. Oh, okay. Here, because right? any, I'm, I've been back in, in the back of KUCI, and any time I intrude in certain areas uh-huh. that he likes to dig in. Mahler. Mahler, Mahler I thought you meant the Irvine No, but water I was saying guy. maybe the guy started digging and Mahler oh, got... a pipe. A pipe yeah, thing something like going that on. going on, and, and huh. Mahler probably, he doesn't appreciate it very much. He's, <sighs> a, he's quite rude. Well, let know. that be a warning to yeah. all Irvine Ranch Water District uh, mm-hmm. personnel. I think this they do a wonderful job, by the way. Do you? And it's yeah. probably the, the finest water district in uh, maybe the country. Okay. If not the world. I'm going out on a limb there, aren't you? With that whole Well, whole name thing. a better water district. I think you're right. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I can. China pulled nearly 6,000 dead pigs from the Shanghai River. Ooh. Yeah. Shanghai authorities said that the dead pigs had been removed from the river and that the water was safe. That's what they said. We we got your pigs out. Go back in, or whatever you do. Whatever you're going to do yeah, in that water. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the water quality meets the government set standards that apparently are good enough to kill pigs. Well, yeah. Maybe they have a like a, a tolerance. There's a there's a there's a pig, dead pig, you know, within this realm, within this range of dead pigs. Yeah, you can't have more if than you only kill six thousand. You can't yeah. have more than six thousand dead yeah. pigs. Otherwise, it would be unsafe. Maybe that's the test over there yeah, in China. Yeah, I don't know. Name. Throw in six thousand d- pigs. See yeah, what happens. See what happens. We'll test the water. Hey, it's good. It's good enough. Tensions between the United States and Venezuela. Oh, yes, are flaring one week after the death of President. Hugo Chavez mm-hmm. from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. The Obama administration expelled two Venezuelan diplomats in apparent retaliation for Venezuela's expulsion of two U.S. military attaches last mm, week. Show That's you. when we were going. They were going on about us having uh, given Chavez cancer. Somehow we injected him with cancer. Mm. The attaches were accused of planning to destabilize Venezuela. Well, mm. yeah, that would do it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the foreign minister, Elias Hua, mm-hmm. renewed the claim, accusing the United States of plotting to topple Chavez before his death. Which is true, based on that documentary we talked about last week. Yeah. The revolution will not be televised. It did appear the United States was supportive. Well, we've, we've tried to topple so many yeah. socialist-leaning mm-hmm. leaders down there. In fact, we have toppled many. Yes. Socialist and this is just this is just my advice to anyone who is a socialist leader in South America or even yeah. Central America: buy your own helicopter. And so in you fact, can just throw yourself out. Well, the, just, yeah, I, I think you're over kind, the ocean. Is you're that kind it? of you're, you're hopefully you're minimizing that 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 option. Oh, you're, you're okay. trying to take away one of the options. Hmm. And, and you know, 
Also in Venezuela, Venezuela, mm-hmm. the government said, said that it will set up a formal inquiry into suspicions that Hugo Chavez's cancer was a result of poisoning by enemies abroad. They're, going, they're looking into this. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, I don't know if they're related in any way, shape, or form. I'm not trying to sound conspiratorial. This is not the Alex Jones show. But Who's Alex Jones? Well, it's one of this guy's right-winger that is— Is he on the air right now? He's on the air. He's an AM guy that— uh, Do you listen to him? I've heard him. He, Why he, do you listen to him? I like to know what they're saying. And Why is that? Because. Anyway. All right. Forget because. I said Alex Jones. Because— What a conversation. Because. Oh, let me just say that— there is an investi- ongoing investigation whether or not on um, um, Palestinian leader uh, Arafat. Yeah. Oh yeah, was yeah. Whether he was poisoned. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know if this is a continuum of investigations that makes sense or not, but well, nonetheless, that's, that's what they've they've yeah. tied the two together. They? The gov- Venezuelan government, okay. or at least people within the government, right. have tied the two all together. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to make uh, pull that thread a little bit. That's all. And you and you prefaced it by saying, you know, Alex like people Jones. say, I'm not uh, racist, but, you know, but that thing about I'm, black people. Right. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, you know. Well, I'm, I'm not a supporter of, of crazy conspiracy crazy. theorists. Yeah. <clears throat> but North Korea unilaterally, unilaterally, I actually said that. I thought I was going to go off out of bounds. Unilaterally. That's very nicely done. Yeah, scrap the 60-year-old armistice. Armistice. How old? Armistice How that old? ended the Korean War. How amid old? 60. 60. Yeah. Okay. Amid escalating tensions over ongoing U.S.-South Korea military grills, drills, and thrills, mm-hmm. North Korea has issued threats of an attack against the United States and has severed its hotline with South Korea. That's a good idea. Yeah. You don't want to communicate with people in an emergency. It- and, of course, we have issued new sanctions and warnings. This goes on. You know, it's the never-ending sanctions and warnings and threats. Yeah, this sounds. A, this feels a little different. This feels a little more serious to me. I, I mean, they've done crazy stuff in the past, and they say crazy stuff all the time. But well, this why feels, does it sound more serious? Well, that when you cut off communication with South Korea, by all accounts, the North Koreans, if they wanted to, they could be in Seoul, South Korea, in about twenty minutes, given the outmatched military uh, in yeah. relation to South Korea. And it's only a few miles from the, from the DMZ. Yeah. So I don't, think, I don't think they would do anything, but now they're having increasingly a contentious relationship with China. China has finally decided in some small way to stop, try to put an end to this insanity. So they may feel increasingly more isolated. I'm just saying I don't think anything will happen, but... Yeah. It feels a little more serious than the stuff in the past. Yeah. Just remind me not to ask you why anymore. I okay. just told you why. They're this, more isolated. I said just remind me okay. not right. to ask you All why. Right. The CIA is reportedly increasing its operations inside Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. CIA operatives are uh, replacing U.S. military forces, mm-hmm. so that's why they're mm-hmm. increasing their operations. Uh-huh. The purported aim is to help fight al-Qaeda in Iraq and to prevent a spillover from Syria's internal conflict. In other words, they don't want any conflict in Iraq. Mm -hmm. They have plenty of refugees. They do have spillover already, but they want no violent. I should put violent in there because the uh, copywriter apparently didn't have the brains to do it. Well, 
The CIA's role in the Middle East appears to be expanding overall. The agency is operating a drone base in Saudi Arabia and training Syrian rebels in Jordan. And you always know when the CIA gets more involved that things usually end up getting better. Yeah, there they really are kind of the... the um, Peacekeepers. Yeah, yeah, they're so good at that. Yeah. Um, but, and also they're things and, up. and also so they're really very good at uh, nation building. Nation that, building they yeah. really are good yeah. at that too. Yeah. By the way, uh, there's a new report uh, on that just came out. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, this report are you are you planning on mentioning this report? I yes. Don't yes, I am. Oh, you are. Okay, good. I don't know what report is it. Just go. No, go. no, you're going to give Wait, a more you, detailed you, you, and in depth. I don't know what the report is about the casualties and cost of the war in Iraq. Go ahead. A new report just came out. Oh boy! Do you mind? Go ahead. Do your next little story. Okay. No, no, no. Go no, ahead. No, no. I just. All right. Here we go. A new new study came out claiming that the the total cost of the war in Iraq to date is two trillion dollars. Two trillion dollars. And the casualties, civilian casualties, uh-huh. on the part of the people of Iraq, is somewhere around six hundred and sixty thousand people. So they're just finding more bodies. They're finding or, that over, or, a, or people are saying, "Yeah, Uncle Uncle Ted tripped on that bomb yesterday." And well, as, that's another as we're coming up on uh, this month uh, or next month, actually, I don't um, think anybody in Iraq is named Ted. Actually, no. That uh, they're coming up on the ten-year anniversary of the in, uh, invasion of Iraq, and this has mm-hmm. led some to um, to 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 commemorate it by rehashing what happened there. Well, again, I think it's important for the American people to be reminded now and then a $2 trillion war that cost at least 660,000 civilian casualties uh-huh. in a country that we claim to be bringing democracy and that would li- would welcome us as liberators and would cost maybe 2 or $3 billion once we won the war and the hearts and minds of the Iraqi people isn't exactly what happened. Well, that was is. the claim. Oh, they, the, um, the claim yeah, on the is. part of the Bush administration was that by Dick Cheney that we would be welcomed as liberators yeah. and that the cost— well, What's that got to do with upping the, the body count and saying it was more expensive? I'm just saying I want to put some historic it, it, we, perspective on We still, we still what, could have won the war. I mean, we still could have actually democratized them and it would have cost so many lives and cost that much money. Well, uh, you, well I guess you could uh, if that was even— Let's look at what has actually happened. Oh, okay. But you're saying that by bringing up these figures, it's reminding people that, that it didn't bring democracy. It did not bring democracy. To, well, but I, I don't know that bringing up those figures does that. But it does give people in think tanks a, a good budget to work with. And, so and that, statisticians uh, uh, something to do to, see, to, to line their pocketbooks. See, like, I want to know. How many people died? Yeah. I don't. You see, I Nathan, just want to get on with saving people that are alive. You see, Nathan, what I was trying to do with my yeah. with that last little bit of news mm-hmm. was I was trying to say that that we were told ten uh, about well, ten and a half years were, ago that we, we we would be greeted as liberators. Yeah, and that we and that there were weapons of mass destruction and we had to go in there and we had to destroy that country in order right. to save it. And that this was the best way to do it, and that by the way, the cost of reconstruction and and our cost to the American people yeah. would be minimal, and that in fact oil revenue would more than more than 
pay for whatever reconstruction efforts that we needed. I'm just running down a litany of lies that we were told once again in a war that really had no strategic value and or the cost in human lives was unacceptable, period. That was all. Yeah. The important thing is that we spent a lot of money and now we're in debt. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, strained, uh, Mike and Nathan ties have suffered a fresh blow after newly appointed U.S. Oh, oh, strained U.S. Afghan ties have suffered a fresh blow after newly appointed U.S. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel canceled plans for his first joint news conference with Afghan President Hamid Karzai. Oh. The second reminder of serious tensions. Okay. It's yeah. a second reminder. It's, we have yeah, more some, reminders than that. Yeah. Uh, U.S. officials uh, cited security concerns, but the decision came just hours after the Afghan leader accused America of colluding with the Taliban to uh, keep foreign troops on Afghan soil. This is getting crazy over there. Well, yeah. yeah. Karzai's ramping it up because he sees us leaving, and we're saying on our way out the door, <coughs> we're going to keep some people here, by the way, so yeah. don't get your... You know, don't get too high and mighty here. And by the way, uh, we never liked you anyway. Oh, you know what? Yeah. The Papal Conclave, also known as the Catholic Man-Boy Love Association, selected Cardinal, what is it, Jorge? Jorge? Jorge. Jorge. Mario. Mario Bergoglio of Buenos Aires, Argentina, to be the new pope. Ah. He replaces Pope Benedict, who was too old to move. And, and he resigned. Uh, he was the first guy to resign almost 600 years. We know all this. This is a pope of first. He's, you know, Bergoglio has taken the name of Francis the Talking Mule. Yes. Yeah, which I think is a nice change of pace. I, I completely agree. Sort of like your holy that, royalness or right. whatever they call them. Right. Yeah. Francis the Talking Mule, Ex- mule works for me. Exactly. Uh, first pope from Latin America. Mm-hmm. First not to hail from Europe in more than a thousand years. But he has, he has European, Italian. A thousand years ago, I think there was a Bronx Pope. There, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and that was, yeah. That, was, that didn't that, go over well. Vinny, Pope yeah, Vinny. Not Pope many Vinny, people yeah. remember him, hey. but yeah, he, hey. <laughs> hey, bless you. Uh, uh, he's also the first to come from the Jesuit order of priests, just like Jerry Brown, our governor. Mm-hmm. We, well, right. Brown was a, was a seminary student. He was yeah. never actually a, a Jesuit. Priest. He, was, he came he, from the Jesuits. Yeah, yeah, Jesuit yeah. tradition. Yeah, that's, that's Which is known for its work in, on social justice. Yes. What do you think about I that? I think so. Wow, I'm so excited. this is going to happen? I'm so excited that Are the you? head of the Pedophilia International <coughs> now is, is now uh, somebody that's not from Europe. It's so exciting. No, actually, there's you'll, and we'll be seeing more and more reports about his... His relationship to the military junta that ran Argentina in the 1970s, 1970s yeah, that's and, what's, that's, and that's, that's coming. Uh, oh, that was a mistake in the in oops. the old days. Yeah. You know, if we you know knew all then, those what bodies we, we dropped over the ocean, yeah, and I just I, we kind of look at that as a baptism. Well, this is this is the thread. This is the connection, if you will. It was that back in the day of the uh, uh, Salvador Allende and these leftist leaders who were taking some uh, support in in South America. Uh, there was also the church was involved with what they called uh, liberation theology, the idea that Jesus might have preached that the poor deserve some place at the table and they deserve to be treated better. Uh-huh. And th- this was causing all kinds of unrest. And there were a lot of very traditional Catholic priests, very conservative, who were troubled by uh, this ideology and that this may have been the rationale for his cooperation or at least his 
acceding to the demands of the military junta in Argentina at that time. And we'll find out more as things go along. In a recent study, astrobiologists. Okay, I already like this. You like that, huh? Yeah. Astrobiologists. Muller always wanted to be an astrobiologist. I don't know why. They found a fossilized algae-like structures in a Sri Lankan meteorite that landed in uh, last year, just at the end of the year. Uh-oh. If the research is accurate, if those fossilized algae-like structures are as they say, the findings would provide support for the theory that panspermia, the idea that life exists elsewhere in the universe and is spread through comets and asteroids. Well, I like that idea. Yeah. The research claims to have clear and convincing evidence that these obviously ancient remains of extinct marine algae found embedded in the meteorite are indigenous to the stones and not the result of post-arrival microbial contaminants. So, in other words, it brought it with them. Whoa. With it. it yeah. It brought its, its you know, it's it, algae. that's what it brought to the party, algae. It, it brought some algae. Yeah. And Believe it or not, folks, if you can hear me, the sound of my voice and all of the technology that is available to all of us today (laughs) is the result of algae. A University of British Columbia-led psychology study found that infants as young as nine months old embrace those who pick on individuals who don't share their preferences. Really? The findings suggest that babies feel something like schadenfreude. So infants feel schadenfreude. And that means, of course, that, you know, Taking when someone pleasure. you dislike uh, Taking, is harmed, you... Take pleasure. Yeah, in, you take in pleasure in that. So, that's it. I, so it's endemic so, to us as a species. Well, it might be in our genes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of neat, don't you think? So when you... Yeah, I'm kind of... Once again, you've made me feel so, better about my, my uh, constipated outlook on life. So for the first means. time, scientists have transplanted neural cells derived from a monkey's skin into its brain. Yeah. That's right, Marler. And watch the cells develop into several types of mature brain cells. Yeah. Marler knows about those. After six months, these cells look entirely normal and were only detectable because they were initially were tagged with fluorescent protein. So what's going on here is it, it appears that, I don't know if these are functioning brain cells yet, but they can take skin, put it on, on a monkey's brain, and it turns into brain matter. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, by the way, can I just say this? And I, we kid. Nathan and I do kid back and forth here on the air yeah. and, and off the air. I love those stories. Can you, uh, whenever, whenever you tell those stories, well, yeah. I'm very, it, mm-hmm. it makes me feel better about myself. Uhuru Kenyatta, who is facing charges of crime against humanity before the International Criminal Court for allegedly inciting violence after the 2007 Kenyan presidential election, was elected president of Kenya. And a British inventor who was accused of selling, uh, was accused of selling for as much as $40,000. He was going around selling for $40,000 bomb detectors adapted from $20 golf ball finders. So he'd just go down to the golf store, uh-huh. pick up, you know, one of those little, you know, your, your golf ball. Finder. Beep, yeah. Beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. And I, you got your golf ball. Uh, then was jacking up the price, uh, $39,980. Nice. Yeah. Maybe he kind of scraped off the golf ball finder decal and planted the uh, wow. bomb detector decal there. That's, that's a nice scam, that I must say. That is a great scam. That's well, an entrepreneur. That, that is an entrepreneur. That's yeah. really what that is. 
Yeah, and I'm going to move on to to uh, something else here. Unless you got some uh, just real quick, stuff. real quick, very quickly. <coughs> Syria deter- uh, continues to deteriorate. The head of the United Nations Commission investigating abuses in Syria yeah. said that violence is so spread so vastly that civilian space is almost completely eroded, uh-huh. putting at risk over two million. Syrian children, uh, it continues to devolve into a very bloody and violent situation. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel has apparently put together a new governing coalition. Uh, This just ahead of the visit by President Barack Obama next week. He chose more centrist rather than the far-right religious parties to be a part of his coalition. And there continues to be more shootings of Palestinians by Israeli troops on the West Bank and in Gaza. And that's just about all I got. Yeah. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. And we all know what time it is right now, don't we, Mahler? What time is it, boy? What time is it? Yeah, drones in the news, drones in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what President Barack Obama's defense to Democratic senators complaining about how little his administration has told Congress about legal justifications for his drone policy was? No, tell me, Nathan. This is what he said. This is not Dick Cheney we're talking about here. He said that? He said that. I'm not Dick Cheney. In other words, in his final term of the presidency, Obama's bragging point is... Dick Cheney was worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty low bar, Mr. President. Yeah. That really is. Uh, okay. Oh, so man. that's it. That's, that's all it. you're going to get got, from That's me. what we're going to hang our hat okay. on. Really? Jesus. Uh, an apparent U.S. drone strike in Pakistan left a couple people dead. Mm-hmm. And that would be the first U.S. strike in uh, North Waziristan in two months. And that used to be, you know, that was a hot place for, yeah. for yeah. strikes, but... If you wanted to get droned, that was the place you wanted yeah, to be. and they're back at it and again. they're back at it. Well, commercial drones, which are expected to be uh, approved for use by 2015, will create 10,000 jobs in 10 years. Wow. Adding $13.7 billion to the American economy. Oh, I can't wait. According to a new study published by the, what? Association for Unmanned Vehicle Systems International. What's that mean? Unmanned it's a trade association with an interest in promoting the benefits vehicle. of... Drones. Drones. Oh, uh, wow. Well, the study expects that 90% of drone sales will be for agricultural purposes. Yeah. 90%. 90%. A key assumption of the study is that farmers will adopt unmanned aircraft. They like to call them that, too. They don't like to call them drones. No, because that's a bad sound. It's a bad reputation now. Drone. It's not good branding to call it. Sounds like thing. moan. Yeah, it just sounds drones. What is a drone? <coughs> you know, like drone bees. It just sounds like it's not good. Sounds like a probe, too. Yeah, probe, drone. Yeah. It's a great great name for a car, though. I'd own a drone. You, you would own <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to own a drone. You know, you know, it's good to know that there'll be ten thousand uh, jobs <coughs> and what was it, thirteen billion dollars in new uh, an economy uh, uh, de- dedicated to spying on people and things. Well, no, they're saying it could be in the uh, in the, in agric- the, in the agriculture I, sector, I get and that. they're saying that Japanese farmers uh, have have taken hold of that since yeah. they were allowed to use drones in the nineteen nineties. Okay. okay. So that's so, you know, so who knows? So Maybe for those, have. those, there are good drones. Yeah, there are good drones, and there are bad drones. These are not the drones that you're seeking. Researchers at the Sandia National Laboratories have developed radiation detective po- detection pods that can monitor airborne radiation using drones without endangering human flight crews. Well, there you go. Of course they wouldn't, because they're drones. They're drones. Who you writes could this fly crap them right anyway. through Fukushima? Yeah, you gotcha. could. You could. 
I yeah, mean, they're literally, just looking for some way to justify more drones because they're building drones like crazy now. Well, of course. The harvest, harvester, $13 billion. harvester system is designed to detect detonations of nuclear weapons. It can guide a drone to the site of a nuclear explosion. Are they expecting a lot of <laughs> yeah, detonations of nuclear weapons? Yeah, that they're right. going to need drones to figure that out? Yeah. yeah. And and besides, that you know, cloud? once, a, once <laughs> a mushroom cloud pops up, we're not going to go, hmm, I wonder what that is. Let's send in a drone. Well, let's get that drone up in the air because I'm not yeah. sure what that gigantic mushroom cloud is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not. I'm suddenly 600 yeah. degrees. My, my skin is boiling. But uh, yeah. And it could also be used to monitor fallout from uh, nuclear reactors. You know, actually, I don't think it'll matter, really. Yeah. You can monitor the fallout all you want. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. According to a new report released by American think tank Project 2049 Institute, China is building one of the largest drone fleets in the world aimed at expanding its military, reaching the Pacific, and swarming U.S. Navy carriers in an unlikely case. Well, they put that unlikely. Unlikely case of war. Ooh. So they can swarm our aircraft carriers. Well, China, we'll swarm yeah. theirs then. We'll show yeah, them. We'll see, yeah. yeah, we'll show them. Yeah, we'll, we'll just use a bomb, a big atom bomb on them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll show them. We'll show them a mushroom And cloud. then we'll send in our drones to measure the radiation. Exactly right. China is in position where they can now produce drones for about one-thirtieth of the cost of the United States. Oh, come on. One-thirtieth. I'm reading that right. One-thirtieth. I was thinking, is that one-thirteenth? No, one-thirtieth. Wow. These drones aren't as sophisticated. Well, I would think It's a that. rubber band. <laughs> you know those little planes <laughs> used to get the balsa wood rubber band? You had band. to turn the propeller for yeah, about yeah. ten minutes to get it to fly about f- ten feet. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, but the fact that they can produce them so cheap means that they can produce a lot more and that these drones can now spread to other countries that could otherwise aff- couldn't afford them. So there'll be lots of drones in the air is what's going on thanks to China. Imagine the day when uh, this, the sky is darkened by the know, amount of drones. by drones, but <laughs> there'll be drones. You'll be able to see drones like you'll be able to see yeah. private planes. Yeah, they'll just, just be, be flying around. Yeah. yeah, I think UCI needs a couple drones. I think KUCI could use a drone, don't you? We could we could monitor the uh, the quad area and 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 then and then we could maybe strafe some people. I can think of other places I'd like to monitor. Well, see, that, that's the yeah, well, the quad. The quad uh, the oh, quad. and other great news in drones. Yeah, the Real Housewives of Miami production crew is focusing on an entirely new way to film the women of the Real Housewives of Miami. Well, I'm liking this already. Yeah. Okay. So now they we're talking. in their drama, fur shamming, and girls gone wild antics. See. Look, now that's the they're, kind of They're industry. using drones yeah. now. In, oh, the, in their new episodes, they'll be using drones awesome. for aerial shots and awesome. stuff like that. So. Fantastic. So yeah. It's, meow. Cat fight. No, and they'll me, be oh, meow. Oh, meow. Oh, that's right. Meow. meow. That's meow. right. That's my catch. My catch Get phrase. me some of that. Get me, meow. Get me meow. <laughs> that's our new catchphrase, Yeah, by it's the a new way. catchphrase, yeah. kids. Get me some of that. I want to hear meow. it. I want to hashtag. Meow. Hashtag meow. Yeah, I want to hear that. I want to see that all it's over out uh, there. Twitter. Hashtag <laughs> meow. Hashtag meow. The danger posed by growing resistance to antibiotics. You'll like this, Mike. The danger, yeah, the yeah. danger posed by growing resistance to antibiotics. Yeah. Should be ranked among, along with terrorism on a list of threats to nations. At least that's what the government chief in England says. A medical officer in England says. There is a nagging concern now. He's going outside his country. A nagging concern among health officials who say that the 2,000-mile border between the U.S. and Mexico could become a breeding ground for one of the hardest forms of TB. That's tuberculosis, Mike. Is that what you That's got? Tuber- no, not no. yet. Okay. I'm working on it. One though. of the hardest forms of tuberculosis to treat. So 
our border there yeah. is going to be a breeding ground for breeding. TB, according to this guy from England. Uh-huh. Already, both California and Texas, as well as some states on the Mexico side of the border, have unusually high rates of drug-resistant tuberculosis. Just last week, health officials warned that deadly infections with bacteria that can resist even the strongest antibiotics are on the rise in hospitals in the U.S., and there is only a limited window of opportunity to halt their spread. Thank you for that. Higher mortality rates among uh, younger Americans, Americans younger than 50, that's not younger Americans, Americans younger than 50 are responsible for much of of why life expectancy is lower in the U.S. than most of the world's uh, other developed nations. So if you're under 50. Yeah, you're more, well, in general, you know, we have have not a great life expectancy yeah, uh, average. You in know. terms of the industrialized, yeah. If you look at the rest of the world, yeah, world. we're not we're not tops there. Mm-hmm. And what this uh, report has said is that that's because it's for people under fifty mm-hmm. who are uh, getting non-communicable diseases, including uh, perinatal conditions such as pregnancy complications and birth trauma, and homicide and unintentional injury, injuries, including drug overdose, mainly from prescription drugs. Yeah, that's so. True. Okay. You know, one of the reasons we have a, uh, it seems like maybe the main reason we have a a, uh, a lower life expectancy than most of the developed nations is because of our healthcare system. Yeah. It's Health- not, be- not because we need a better one necessarily, but because we're taking so many drugs that there's a lot of overdoses. And I was going to say, and the healthcare system has that exactly right. What you just said was, yeah, they're, we're pres- they're prescribing more of these addictive drugs that are killing people. The share of U.S. households with guns has declined over the past four years. Yes. Do you believe that? Yeah. I, I, yes. Gun ownership rate has fallen across a broad section of households since the early 70s. Yeah. The younger younger people are not likely yeah. to go out and buy guns. In, in fact, what's crazy is in the South and Western mountain states, they had surprising drops. And that you would think that gun culture would be stronger there. Yeah, right. stronger there. Right, but they right. had bigger drops. A new report says U.S. companies are holding more of their profits in overseas tax havens, more than it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And how much would it be, Nathan? Uh, 60 major companies have stashed a total of $166 billion offshore in 2012. That's just in 2012. They move, the, that move shielded more than 40% of their annual profits from U.S. taxes. And by the way... Uh, and we reported on this a couple of months ago, yeah. that there are estimates of the money <coughs> floating around uh, in these kind of uh, havens around the world, somewhere between 11 and $20 trillion worth of uh, money is offshore, yeah. essentially beyond <coughs> the reach of, uh, of taxation and governments. Yep. Obama shaking hands with Republicans, playing like he wants to do a budget deal, and they're shaking hands with him. Can I just say the real quick couple gun-related stories? Yeah. Colorado, the state of Colorado, uh, passed give final approval to the toughest gun control laws in the country. Uh-huh. They put a limit of uh, 15 rounds of ammunition per magazine, forcing gun owners to pay for background checks, and required domestic abusers to surround surrender their guns, and also yeah. obtaining. Uh, a concealed carry permit made it more difficult. Yeah. I just wanted to make that point. Uh-huh. And 
and also in the in state of uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. Oh, yeah. you, uh, they they become the first state to legally allow teachers to carry firearms uh-huh. in uh, in the classroom. And I I never had any crazy teachers, so I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, Georgia is also their state senate is now taking up a similar bill that would strike down bans on guns in bars, churches, and colleges. Okay. Right. Yeah, There's we, some we progress. Need, yeah, really. Yeah. We do need guns in church. Yeah. Eh, and I mentioned Obama's yes. doing the glad handing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen there. So let's move on. Michael yeah. Bloomberg, the mayor of uh, New York. Yeah. Apparently, a Supreme Court judge struck down his ban on large sized sugary drinks, calling the rules arbitrary. arbitrary. It was Porky the Pig. <laughs> Who was the guy? That is arbitrary and. That was Elmer Fudd, wasn't it? Capricious. Yeah, Capricious. That's what he said, arbitrary and Capricious. A day before they were set to go into effect. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, New York City Council was voting on whether to uh, ban the sale of awls by minors. You know, the little things to poke holes in leather. Oh, I didn't know about that. Could be dangerous. Okay. You know the earthquake we had on Monday? Yes. The 4.7. Did you feel it? No. I did. Really? Well, in that's Alhambra. exciting. No, I did. I was sitting at my well, desk. You're, you're I, I was, I was very this. excited. I'm, I'm going to tell this quick story. I was sitting at my desk, ninth floor of a building in downtown Los Angeles, and I said, oh, my God, we're having an earthquake. And nobody around me looked at me or responded. So I thought, yeah. I'm, I've lost it. I'm having a stroke, some kind uh-huh. of episode. And then five minutes later, I got on the, a ShakeCast thing report from saying it was a Four point seven earthquake. Did you go to the uh, well, US I, geologic survey no, and report that you felt it? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, actually, I what I I talked to one of our people. Yeah. And he said that that earthquake was on the San Joaquin Fault, which is one of the <coughs> faults that transmits uh, earthquakes up up and down. Well, not only that, but it's one of the faults where they have a uh, they've planted a earthquake warning system. Okay. Uh, Caltech has. Okay. And apparently, it it worked. They knew 30 seconds in advance, and everybody's going, oh, well, who needs 30 seconds in advance? But what's nice about that is it gives trained utilities to shut down, number mm-hmm. one. In 30 seconds, yeah. with the systems we have now, if you, if you get a warning like yeah. this, you can start shutting down utilities, yeah. which would be good for transformers and whatnot so right. they don't start fires. You can get trains to slow down so yeah. they don't derail. And you can get workers a chance to move away from hazardous materials or precarious positions. Yeah. If you can, if you can get them out there fast enough, you can maybe save some lives. That's and, an excellent. Yeah. that's very good news. Yeah. Oh yeah, voucher schools in Louisiana and Indiana are using a U.S. history textbook in their eighth grade classes that teaches that hippies of the 1960s were draft dodgers who were rude, didn't bathe, and worshipped Satan. Yeah, yeah. This is the well, this is Bobby Jindal's or Jindal as he likes to call himself. His program there. They also have taught in those books that the Ku Klux Klan was a force for good, yeah. that the majority of slaves in the Old South were treated well, yeah. that dinosaurs and humans lived side by side. Yeah. This is in This is in, this is in a state in the United States of America. In Louisiana, yeah. and that fire-breathing dragons may have actually existed. Oh, that's insane. Uh-huh. You know what? And they, uh, by the way, I saw the little picture. They had a picture uh-huh. of the—they called them dirty hippies. Uh-huh. I swear well, I to God. That, yeah. Dirty hippies yeah. is what they referred to them as. Yeah. It was just a, a group of guys, a couple of them had— their shirts guitars. off playing guitar. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. This is the dirty, horrible hippies that I know. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, State we of kind of dirty, though. Well, they... right. Yeah, I kind of think uh, of it. Maybe, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Police in Bakersfield, California, began an inquiry into the death of an 87-year-old woman who experienced shortness of breath at her assisted living community. 
prompting a nurse to dial 911 rather than administer CPR. Mm. This is at a, a nursing home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Is there anybody that's willing to help this lady and not let her die, asked the dispatcher. Not at this time, said the nurse. Uh, no. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. This is, came from, this is a directive from the company, though, yeah. that she not do anything. Yeah. Not this isn't one of those what do they call it directives those life saving yeah we don't they, want to get involved because we might get sued yeah yeah there every every person older person oh every lots of older people have those directives that say look if I have a heart attack don't revi- don't yeah. revive me but this came from the company a Philadelphia woman stole a police car uh, while the officer was apprehending her boyfriend for helping her steal a different police car <laughs> like that one and I I'm done. Real quick, yeah. The Florida bartender Scott Prouty, yeah. who was the, the 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 source of the now infamous uh, or famous, however you want to look at it, tape in which uh, Romney described nearly half of American electorate as depending upon oh, yeah, the yeah. government, uh, etc. How they you know they, they were never going to vote for him because they were on the dole. Yeah. Uh, stepped forward uh, this week and said it was me. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do it during the election. He didn't want any. He didn't want it, the story to be about him. He wanted it to be about what was on the tape. And he said the rationale for the for him bringing this tape forward was the uh, was Romney's description of a visit to a Chinese factory, <coughs> in, uh, in which he bragged about this Chinese factory, about how fortunate these people were to have a job, that all the electro, electrical fencing and the and the barbed wire around the the uh, factory were described to him as to keep people out. Yeah, because they wanted the jobs so they bad. They wanted the jobs so bad. And yeah. that 12 women living in a room with one bathroom yeah. and all the rest of it was just so good for everyone else. Because yeah. uh, those are a close people. They're yeah. very yeah. close people. Yeah. And so it was that story that he told that he said, you know what, the world has to know what this guy actually believes and thinks. And it is probably a major reason why Mitt Romney is not president of the United States. And thank you, Scott Prouty. And finally, yes, an Ada, Oklahoma woman was arrested with a loaded 22 caliber revolver concealed in her vagina and bags of a crystal substance between her buttocks. Oh, I don't. The police report said that the uh, woman in question, yeah. Mrs. Ms. Harris, mm-hmm. stated several times that she really needed to go to the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 